0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to First Down Rundown. We are your two hosts. I'm Hayden Vozar. He's Matt Vozar. Today, we had about the best weekend or possibly one of the best weekends in all of sports Um, all year round. This past weekend, we had the end of the regular season in the NFL, which turned out to be probably one of the best. Well, you could say the best week 18 haha, because there's never been a week 18, but probably one of the best final weeks of the NFL regular season. that I've seen at least. And so that was really cool to watch. We've also passed the big Monday night game, um, the college football national championship. And that was kind of a snoozer until halfway through the third quarter, it started to, to ramp up. And so we'll be talking about that, kind of just going over our, our predictions that we made in our last episode. And and I guess kind of comparing those to, that, to what actually happened. Um, and then we've got a, Oh, yeah. We got NFL first. Obviously, that's 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 a given. We've got a lot of NFL today. We're not going to be talking about anything except for football, NFL and college just because, I mean, this again, this weekend was all football. So um, that's that's what we're going to be doing. And then the final segment is going to be our NFL playoff bracket. Both Matt and I have made it. Um, we've picked our teams and we're going to go all the way through it today. So be sure to stay for that um, towards the end. I do just a little bit about. Me today, I, I did get my COVID booster shot yesterday, so I'm a little bit I'm not feeling too well. So if I start to sound like monotone or if I start stumbling over myself more than more than usual, um, that's that's why. So you guys you guys know why if, if I'm a little bit Matt, how are you? Uh that just sounds like excuses Hayden. I don't
1: know what I'm hearing from you. Okay? We're here to deliver the content to the people. That's what they care about and your booster shot can 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 see you next Tuesday. All right? So what are you going to say? Go ahead.
0: Well, no, I was I was I was just going to say that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm giving the people the content regardless of whether I'm feeling bad. I'm 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 still here and I'm on this, you know, I'm on this Zoom call and I'm on this podcast and we're going to get it done. All
1: right. Well, I mean, everybody knows that uh, would have turned out better if I did it alone myself anyway. Nope. <laughs> ah. Okay, um, doing well. We are, yeah, we're done with the regular season of NFL. Kind of sucks, but at the same time, kind of exciting, right? We got football, more football to be played. Um, on three different nights this upcoming weekend. Like, are you kidding me? Let's go. Uh, and, and we're kind of finally past the portion of just watching the bad teams play, which we will have a segment about bad teams because we don't want to forget about bad teams, uh, especially after the regular season just ended. Um, I am absolutely scorching hot. All right. The betting record is positive for the first time all year. And on a streaky run, the only way that we got there. All right. I predicted Georgia to win the national championship last night. We're, 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 we're flowing in cash here. Right?
0: Yeah, I, I got to give it to Matt. I, um, so the story here is basically that we both wanted Georgia to win. Uh, again, like I said, everybody wanted Georgia to win this game. It was Alabama against America and Georgia ended up winning, but during the game, I was like, I wanted Georgia to win, obviously, but I was also sort of hoping that Alabama would win. So I would be able to say that I picked the game right and Matt didn't, but um, it it turned out to go in Matt's favor.
1: Yeah. It usually happens that way. So we're just going to leave it at
0: that. Yeah. All right. Well, moving into NFL, we've got our first topic here, which is about analytics in the NFL. So analytics if you haven't really been paying attention recently to the, you know, the, pretty much any sport analytics has taken all sports and specifically the NFL by storm in the last couple of years, you know, teams and coaches are judged according to their decision-making in regard to percentages and, and like statistics and stuff more than ever before. So Brandon Staley is a guy where if you think about analytics in the NFL, you, you probably think about him. Um, he's, he's got a lot to do with, there, there's discussion. Pretty, there's been discussion all year, um, in regards to Brandon Staley and 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 statistics and stuff, and how he kind of go defies that sometimes, and and you know brings that into question, uh, both in the game and as well in, as well as in press conferences and stuff like that. So, um, there there were actually two specific instances in the in the game that they played against the Raiders on Sunday, where uh, you know he made an analytics decision that didn't really pan out well. And both of them arguably costed his team a playoff berth. Um, So Matt, I'm going to hand it over to you. What were they and is the analytics argument beginning to suffer as a result?
1: Okay. Well, you, you kind of, you kind of messed up the explanation of that. So essentially what I was trying to say is, Brandon Staley, he's the coach of the chargers has been an analytics freak. Okay. On offense, he's, he's always going for it on fourth down. He's going for it on fourth down, you know, in his own territory fourth down and goal Um, and, and going for, you know, just in the middle of the field, he'll, he won't punt. He won't kick field goals, all that stuff. Right. Um, And, and so kind of what I was referencing is there were multiple instances of this that across the regular season that this happened, but I think, Two specific ones. Um, one in 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 two different games uh, that that I kind of want to talk about here. The first was all the way back. Well, it wasn't even all the way. I think it was probably like three ish weeks ago. Um, I think it was the Thursday night game. The the uh, the the weekend before Christmas, so it was like December 23rd or something. Um, they were playing the Chiefs on, on on Thursday Night Football, and if you remember, they lost the game in overtime. The Chiefs, you know, obviously came back and and won the game. But and if you remember, in the first half, the Chargers had they got onto a really great start, um, but twice twice in the second quarter, um, before halftime, they had the chance to kick a field goal. Both times, uh, they were in like, you know, they were, one of them was a goal to go. One of them was at like a five yard line. The other one was at like, I guess maybe even kind of around there too. Um, because both times they, they should have kicked the field goal, but they ended up going for it on fourth down and they missed it both times. All right. And so what happened was, I think they went into the half. Um, I think it was, it was either, it was like 14 to 10, they were up 14 to 10, or it was tied 14, 14. But the, the kind of the the prevailing theory here is that if they had kicked the field goal on both of those occasions, they would have been up 20 to 10 at halftime or 20 to 14. Again, I don't remember exactly what the score was. And obviously if the game went to overtime, that means at the end of regulation, both teams were tied. All right. And if, you would add six more points from the sec from the first half kicking both of those field goals. You wouldn't have gone to overtime. The chiefs. Yes. They came back and Patrick Holmes was amazing. And, but that's exactly what we expect from him. Right. And so what ended up happening was if you had had six more points at the end of this game, they would have won the game by six points instead of going into overtime and then losing. And and that's a divisional game too, right? So not only is it, you know, an intense Thursday night game close to Christmas, we're getting close to the end of the season here. And and they didn't have the best playoff hopes kind of right before that. So they're really jockeying for position here and they need to win these games and they lose that game because of Brandon Staley's just, you know, his analytics decision. Oh, the analytics say we should go, we should, we'll be able to get three yards on, you know, on fourth and goal here. Well, that didn't work out. Right. And, and then that happened twice. And so they lost the game because of that. All right. And then similarly this past Sunday, obviously the biggest story from, from this past Sunday was the Raiders and Chargers game and how it, it, anyway, so the two kind of instances I want to point to here, one in terms of the decision-making and fourth down and, and analytics plays was going for it on their own 17. It was fourth and I don't know, fourth and
0: five or seven
1: or something. Was um,
0: fourth and one from their own 18.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And so they <laughs> go for it and miss it. And then the Raiders turn around. And I I don't think the Raiders got a touchdown out of it. They got a field goal or whatever. But again, it's like that is, and, and, and so now it kind of ends up not, I guess really mattering but it's like at the same time because at the end of the day like they went to overtime and so they both had a chance to win and the Chargers still could have won that game and so you could say you know it's it's kind of a moot point because they ended up still going to overtime in that game as well interesting and it's just interestingly enough both the examples I'm giving are both from overtime games but but right you had to have Justin Herbert you know complete like four for like three fourth and tens on on the final drive through a touchdown as time expired they had to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion they scored 15 points in the last like five minutes and 30 seconds of the game and it's like you can't just completely rely on that to be happening all the time right and and so you know the the argument against that I guess is like okay yeah if you get that fourth and one then you know then you're you're really kind of you're, you know, you're going on the field, you have a good chance to win. I get that. But at the same time, if you punt and then the Raiders have it, they have to go like 85 yards instead of having to go like four or 18. Right. So it's just a big difference. And And, and if you are able to get a stop, you know, against the Raiders in that scenario, having them, you know, not allowing them to go the full length of the field. That's a, that's an extra three points that you have to your side. Then by the end of the game, you're up by three points and the game's not going to overtime and you don't lose out on the playoff spot. And so I think that it just is very like, and, and Brandon Staley's just, he's been praised by the media because he handles it so well in press conferences and stuff like that. I, 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 again, there's nothing against the guy. Um, I think he's a great coach. He deserves to be there. But it's like I'm choking over myself over here. I'm just trying to get it out so fast. But ah, seriously, dude. it's like, you know, this guy's being praised for how well he is making decisions analytically. He's using the numbers and the statistics. And and you know, and yes, he has a great quarterback and Justin Herbert, who actually makes this stuff happen. But it's like there are literal, you know, exact specific examples to where you can point to these times and these times in the season and, and which directly result in the in the Chargers not even being able to make the playoffs. Right. And so that's kind of my argument against analytics here is like. Yes, there is the argument for analytics that, you know, percentage wise on those shorter fourth downs, fourth down and goal, um, you know, because really the the math or the the explanation behind the math on going for it on fourth and goal is like if you miss it or if you get it, great you know you score a touchdown that's seven points if you miss it the other team has to go you know likely 95 97 yards um and that's pretty unlikely too so I get that side of it but but again it's just like there are specific if there are specific examples to where you know you can clearly see the tide turn in a game that would have gotten the charges into the playoffs I just think that it's too much for us to be praising a guy for always going for on fourth down when like if he hadn't done that, if he had just made some rational choices and not just gone, you know, gone against the grain just because he wanted to. Um we wouldn't even be in a situation right now where we're talking about that game being so intense and so amazing because the Chargers would have been in the playoffs again. You know, they would have been in playoffs already, you know, if they'd beaten the chiefs. Uh, And then obviously if, you know, if they, they still would have had to come back against the Raiders, but it wouldn't have gone to overtime and then they lost, right. They would have won the game in regulation. So that's kind of my take on the whole analytics thing. I do agree with it too. I'm not like, you know, the traditional football guy who's like, I want to watch them like hate themselves and play in the cold and, Every time, like no, I get it. It's fun. I like offense. I like points. I'm just saying that if we're gonna praise a guy for his decision making and everything like that, we should also kind of, you know, point out the times that like if he doesn't make the correct decision, then it's not the correct decision, and, and so we should kind of hold him accountable for making these decisions that literally cost his team a playoff. Player.
0: Yeah, I think the argument here is like you know, statistics and numbers. N- numbers don't lie until. The situation makes them lie. I, I guess that's kind of confusing. But kind of what I'm trying to get at here is like, if you don't, if you don't put your guys in a position to where they're, I, I don't really know how you even really like simulate this kind of thing or simulate fourth downs in practice. Um, but if if you're not practicing that and you're not really, that's not one of your main goals as a team is to is to. Get down the science of of making a fourth and one or making a fourth and five on the opponent's forty five in that little zone where a field goal is kind of out of the question and so is a punt. If you're not putting your guys in that situation until the game, it it it's probably like the statistics and the numbers that you're looking at are probably lying. Um, you, you know, there's I guess you can you can say okay, well, if you get the numbers from other games. NFL games you know like in a game situation then it doesn't really matter you shouldn't you know it the numbers are for for games and games only um I guess I don't know what, what I'm trying to say is is yeah is like if you don't put you guys in that position then they're probably not going to succeed in the game especially as much as you do it um you, you know you, you get the occasional fourth down go for it call from um John Harbaugh and and Lamar Jackson we saw we saw when it was early in the season. I think it was when they were, um, when the Ravens were playing the Raiders and they won and basically there was like, I don't know. It was, it was late in the game and time was running out. I think there was a minute left maybe. And I think it was like a fourth and two and they were up by, I don't know. They were up by three maybe, but they were on like their own 30 yard line and basically, yeah, it, it was, it was a fourth and two time was running out. And then, um, as Lamar Jackson is coming off the field, John Harbaugh looks at him. There's actually a clip of him asking Lamar, like, you know, what do you want to do? And then Lamar says, I want to go for it. And then Lamar ran it for, I don't know, five yards or so. And he got all hype after the play. And so they ended up winning and they ended up closing out the game. Not having to not on defense is what I'm trying to say. So that's that's an example of when it does succeed. Um, and and when, te- you know, John Harbaugh is not at all the guy who you. Like Brandon Stanley, like Brandon Staley, who when you look at him, you think, oh, you know, risky young head coach, whatever. Um, it, you know, John Harbaugh left it up to Lamar Jackson. I think that Brandon Staley. I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not saying that you should leave it up to your players to make this kind of decision because you're the head coach for a reason. But Brandon Staley, like like Matt was saying, I think that we should hold him account- accountable when he does make these mistakes because it's like, you know if you make this, if you call a play on a fourth down so many times, like so many, so much more than any other team in the NFL, you're probably going to miss some and make some, but it's, it's, it's not really like, you're not really proving your point any better unless you make it, unless you make your fourth down every single time. Right. Like unless you convert on a fourth down 90% of the time, if you're still, I don't need, I don't know what the, you know, the average covert conversion percentages for the, the whole NFL, but like, I'm sure that it's probably, you know, on fourth down, it, it's, it's probably somewhere like the 60 percentage percent or 40, 40 to 60 is probably where it's at. And so like, if you're not making it on, you know, 90% of your fourth downs, you're not really proving a point to yourself or the NFL. Um, I, I guess that's, that, that's my point. It's a little bit abstract, but that's kind of, but, you know, Matt covered most of what, I was going to say in the first place, but I guess, you know, what I have to add to it is like, yeah, you statistically, you're not really proving anything to yourself unless you're super, super good at it. And unless you prepare yourself for that situation before the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, and I, and I like your kind of approach to kind of examine some other coaches in the league who are, who are making these types of decisions and, and some of them, right. Some of them are costing them games. Right. Um you know, like the two point conversions, uh, you know, with, with, with the Steelers or with the Ravens. Um, and, and so, and so, yes, yeah, some of them are costing them games, but it's like, at the same time, those coaches aren't, aren't being, you know, that's, I think that's kind of the point here is like, they aren't really being thought of as like this great innovative mind who's changing the game. And it's like, well, the great end innovative mind who changed the game just lost to literally the Raiders who fired their coach halfway through the season are, you know, the, the special teams coordinator is, is at the head coach position right now. The whole thing with Henry Ruggs happened where he killed someone right in the, yeah. in the drunk driving incident um another one of their defensive backs got it like a doi recently it's like the the amount of stuff going against this team and obviously you had kind of the inspiration from john madden dying and all that but it's like the amount of things that like was wrong with this team they should never have been in the playoffs and it's like yeah. they still you know with the amount of talent that the Chargers have on offense yeah their defense is a little bit lacking but but you know they, they they shouldn't have even been in a position where they had to win and get in and they still messed it up in that position too so the second topic we have here for the nfl is um Again, like I said, kind of focus on the bad teams here. We picked the four worst teams that are that are discernibly the worst. I, I mean worst record-wise, uh worst situationally, basically. Um, and we're gonna rank each of the four of them according to kind of the the outlook as this season concluded, as well as kind of like what their uh um kind of like the you know, the outlook for next season as well. So kind of like, you know, how they ended this season, outlook for next next season, and those four teams are the Jaguars, Lions, Giants, and Texans. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to go kind of each person gives their number one rank, which is going to be obviously like the best finish to the season, the best outlook for next next season, kind of a combination of both. Um, we're each going to kind of give our, our, our first and then we'll go through um, until we finish four. So Hayden, who is your, uh, you know, best finish to the season, best outlook for next season among the four worst teams that I just mentioned?
0: So I think... I think where I'm going to go here is, is a little bit controversial. I think, I think it's between two teams here. Um, and that's the Jaguars and lions for the best finish of the season. The Jaguars, the only reason I'm saying that is because they beat the Colts and prevented the Colts from going to the playoffs. But again, that was, and that, that was a great win. And it, it showed that they actually have potential. They just can't really get it together. Tre- Trevor Lawrence was actually looking like he could play football in that game. And I don't, I don't even, don't even get me started on the Colts, dude. I, yeah, again, the topic is not for the Colts. And there's a reason why we're not talking about that. Cause it's, it's literally inexplicable um, what, you know, what happened to them. And so I think that that's what a lot of, what, what a lot of people would go to is like, Oh, they had the best, you know, last showing or last game showing. But I, I think that the lions honestly are the best in terms of what we saw from them in the final stretch. Amon Ross St. Brown is such a stud Um, you know that you can, he's, he's honestly even one of those guys, I mean, he's a receiver, so you can only build your team around him to a point or to an extent, but I think he's one of those guys where you can really look at and say like, okay, this guy can be a a big leader on this team. He, he's a beast on the field. I mean, he'll like, he, I think he got more than 23 fantasy points in PPR leagues. I think he got more than 23 fantasy points in the last like six or seven games, which is insane. Um, and so yeah, he's 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 a stud. There's some problems with that defense and everything, but I think I think their offense, like the Lions' offense, was starting to prove themselves towards the end of the season. And I, that's you know, that gives at least some hope to a team like this. Dan Campbell, uh, a lot of people are questioning, you know, like should he be fired or something, or something like that. I mean, dude, this, this dude, he's like what he's like 6'3, 240, and he was pr- crying in a press conference over his own team. And it's like, dude a guy that has that much passion for such a bad team. Like you can't fire him, dude. I would like, I would cry if you die, if you fired Dan, Dan Campbell, and I'm sure he would too. So yeah, I think, I think they keep Dan Campbell, um, for next season and, you know, just, I don't know, go, go to the, I don't know what pick they have in the draft. It's probably going to be top it's two. five. It's two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think you go out and, and draft. I don't know. I haven't even looked at the draft rankings really. Um, because we're gonna get into that after the Super Bowl, but and we still have a lot of time until then. But yeah, I think you know the Lions, you just need to go out and draft somebody. They got uh they got Panay Sewell in last draft, and he's shown that he's not really a he's not a bust. Um, I don't think he's really shown anything great, but yeah, I think that they had a really good last stretch to the season. The Jaguars made it a close second um, with their, with their win over, over the Colts, but I don't really think that their, their team is really sustainable right now. And uh, yeah, that's, that's just kind of my, my take right there.
1: Okay. So, so did you kind of give your, your whole ranking? That's fine. Cause we kind of need to speed this up anyway. So you, so you what's your final ranking then
0: for, Oh, like all four teams. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm going to go, Lions, Jaguars top 2. Giants, they just fired Joe Judge. Sorry, I totally forgot about talking about the Giants and the Texans. Um, yeah, covid booster brain here. Um, but yeah, Giants and Texans, I feel like they're kind of neck and neck. I'm going to go uh I'm going to go Giants Giants lower than texas So I think I'm going to go Giants 4, Texans 3. The Texans they're going to trade hopefully well i don't i don't know really about the whole deshaun watson situation but if they do end up like getting a lot for deshaun watson in free agency if they do end up getting those three first round picks that's gonna be great not necessarily like next year because it might not be all it's not going to be all in the same year um not all 2022 draft picks i don't think but yeah they'll they'll be stacked if they get to trade deshaun watson somewhere um, so I'm going to put them at three and then the Giants at four just because, yeah, they just fired Joe, Joe Judge and their team somehow just has zero chemistry. So,
1: yeah. So my rankings are a little bit different and I kind of thought of it more, I guess. Well, you mentioned a little bit about kind of the future for next year. Um, mine, I, I I just think in combination of a, of a finish to a season, the amount of wins you got expected to kind of how you were – how you were supposed to do. Um I had the Texans one. I think they were not supposed to win this many games at all. Um they, they you know, they had quarterback struggles throughout the year. You know, you never knew if Deshaun Watson was going to come back or not. Clearly, he didn't. Um they were supposed to have Tyrod Taylor for the full season. He actually only ended up playing like four games I think total. So they're starting a rookie QB in Davis Mills and 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 yeah, you know, for obviously he looked good in their last game, but throughout the season, he was nothing, you know, he, he, he was nothing special, but I think that, I mean, I don't know, maybe the, the Titans were kind of like not trying too much in their game on Sunday because they'd already kind of locked up the one seed, but just the way that the Texans fought and played, I really liked it. I really like watching that. Obviously. I mean, and for what I just said about Davis Mills, he did play really well on Sunday and and the, and the, again, the Titans defense is also not, you know, not a juggernaut here, but um, but yeah, I just think in, in X in relative to expectation coming into the season, the Texans completely outperformed it. The guy, David Cully is their coach. And like, he'd never coached before. He'd been like, he'd been like a special teams coordinator for like 30 years or whatever. Um, nobody was expecting anything on this team. They actually won a bunch of games. So, um, I I think they have a good outlook for next year. I think obviously, right. They, they need to get kind of their, their quarterback situation figured out. But I do think that, I mean, they re-signed Rex Burkhead who, who had a really good end of the season. Brandon cooks was a, you know, he was a monster all year long. Um, so I think they have a pretty good outlook going into 2023, um, next season. So then, uh, my next team is going to be the lions, um, kind of like what Hayden said. I think that they just, the, 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 Dan Campbell's changing the culture of the lions who have been a losing franchise for, you know, literally ever, um, and, and so, you know, and, and, and right, you know, they're going to have to get more pieces, obviously, as Hayden said, too, you have a Monroe St. Brown. Um, Jared Goff is not going to be your quarterback in the future. You're going to have to get, you know, pick up more pieces on defense, but they have the number two pick in the draft. And, and, and like Hayden said, there's a lot of good options. They're going to be coming up there. Um, and I think that kind of one of the, obviously they beat the Packers and, and and Rogers only played for the half. So it wasn't like they beat the Packers a full strength, but I think one of the, one of the interesting storylines to come out of this is that Jaguars beat the Colts, right? And so both the Lions and the Jaguars entered week 18 with two wins and essentially, you know, whoever, if one team loses and the other team wins the team that loses gets the first overall pick. And so, the lions could have easily looked up and been like, Oh, the Jaguars are winning against the Colts. We're just going to lay down and purposely lose this game. So we can get the number one pick because that's, that's what would have happened if the, if the lions lost to the Packers because the Jags beat the Colts, the lions would have gotten the number one pick. But I think it was exactly what Hayden was saying, the culture and and, and environment that Dan Campbell's creating there. He was like, we don't want to purposefully lose. That's like against that's like yeah. the antithesis of football. So um So I really like how they ended the season. And I think having the number two pick is really good um, as well. My third team is going to be the Jags. I I, I don't know. They're going to have to figure out a head coach. They're going to have to do a lot in the off season in terms of, you know, picking up defensive players and and stuff, but they also have, they have the number one pick, right? And so they may want to trade down or whatever, but I think that, you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't play really well at all all season, except for you know the last game, and he didn't even really have to do that much in the last game, just because the Colts were just such a mess. Um, so I think that that's kind of where they're third on my list out of four. Is like. You know, yeah, you you can at least keep Trevor Lawrence, but there's a lot of stuff that you need to figure out on the back end there. And and I think that getting the number one seed, I, I think winning that game really kind of will will kind of is a positive mark to end the season. And on top of that, they won the game and they still have the number one pick. That's that's a pretty good outlook um, going forward here. And then obviously, me and Hayden are very aligned on the Giants. It's and probably everyone else is too. It's like it's just a it's just a train wreck. The only positive thing that they have to look at is that they have two first round picks that are going to be probably two top 10 picks. Um, in this upcoming draft because they got the pick from justin from the bears who drafted justin fields last year um so they have two first round picks this year but it's like is that really going to help this organization it's like they just need to clean house um because clearly daniel jones is not the quarterback of the future there but like they seem to think he is right so i think with the lions it's like they're just going to kind of coast with jared goff until you know until they're able to find someone else but with the line with the giants they're like daniel jones is our guy and it's like he's actually not like even close to a guy at all um so so that's my ranking a a little bit different than, than what Hayden said, but I think that, you know, at least we're paying homage to the, to the worst teams and, you know, it, kind of the, kind of the, yeah, the worst teams in the NFL, um, because we won't be talking about them literally until like Hayden said, after the super bowl when we start doing draft prep and all that stuff. Um, so the third and final topic for the NFL here is going to be centered around kind of the playoffs. Obviously last year, uh, we, we kind of entered the rule change where seven teams from each conference make the playoffs. This also shifted then, um, the, the amount of teams that get a first round by. So only the one seeds get a first round by, um, and you kind of have, you know, more of a play-in scenario, uh, kind of full playoff bracket here um, now that there's seven teams in the playoffs. And so, you know, since expanding the the NFL playoffs to 14 teams instead of 12, um, there's just been this weird phenomenon of divisional opponents facing each other in the first round of the playoffs, meaning that they're playing each other for the third time that season because each divisional team or each team you know that you're matched up with in division you play them twice in the regular season, and and a lot you know becomes, because basically half the league makes the playoffs now. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, instances of this happening. And so, um, uh, it's happened with the Rams both years now, last year and this year. They played Arizona Arizona um, this coming weekend on, on Monday Night Football. And then it also happens, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen with the Bills and the Patriots this weekend as well on Saturday night. And so this expanded format has allowed for an increased chance uh, for three teams from the same division to make the playoffs. After two years of seeing this, these things fall into place, divisional games, three teams from the same division making the playoffs, uh, what do we make of it, right? Does it add anything, take away anything? um, or since the, the playoffs are the playoffs, you know, does it even matter much at all?
0: Yeah. So I think that there's two arguments, two main arguments to this and that it is, um, uh, the first one being that it doesn't really even matter because it's like playoffs or playoffs and you know, it's, it's single elimination and yeah, it's, it's a, it may be a game between divisional opponents and that may make the game a little more chippy or a little more, um, meaningful but then again it's like every playoff game should be meaningful and is meaningful in the same way in the sense that you are playing to go to the Super Bowl and if you lose you don't so it's like that's kind of the concrete answer that I feel like is totally valid but at the at the same time if you think about it from you know we and we've talked about divisional opponents pretty much all season really um, we always talked about the, we always talk about the AFC North being like that division where every single game between AFC North, um, divisional teams is like, it, it was, the perfect example was, was the Steelers and the Ravens this past week, 16 to 13, every single score from the AFC North divisional games are, are both teams have scores in the teens. It's like never over. And it's, if it's over 20, it's like under 25, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a defensive game. It's, it's always like a hard fought battle. And I think that's true for pretty much every other division too. Um, it, We kind of saw a shootout with, with the Chargers and the Raiders on Sunday night, which was cool to see. Um, But I mean, those, you know, those are kind of like West coast teams and they've, I don't know, they've got more, a little more, a little more finesse, kind of less defense there. Um, And so I think and this this year it is happening with the Bills and the Patriots, which that game is going to be negative five degrees. That's probably just going to be another one of those like ground and pound. It may snow. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's it's just going to be like it's it, it's it's a playoff game in Buffalo. That's you know, that kind of just sums it all up. Um, and so that that game is probably going to be, you know, a run heavy game, smash mouth football um, and. So, yeah, that's like and the Bills and the Patriots, honestly, like at at this point, it's kind of weird because in the past, every Bills for the past like 10 years or 20 years, even the Bills Patriots games have always always been like, okay, well, the Patriots is going to go out there and dominate them. They're going to beat them twice every season and the Patriots always win the AFC East. So they're going to go to the playoffs. Now, both of them are in the playoffs and they're playing each other. And the Bills are favored, and it's like, what is going on here? That where did this come from? I, you know, no one would have ever, ever expected this, but it's happening this year, and that, that's that's something that's like that's really cool in my opinion. Even though I'm a Patriots fan, and I would love to see the Patriots upset them, it's it's like you know, it's almost like I'm not happy for the Bills because they are a divisional opponent, but it's almost like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. We're playing the Bills in the playoffs. This is you know, it's uh, it's, it's do or die here. And so the other the other game is the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and so and that game, those 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 games are kind of always uh, I feel like they're mostly high scoring. Um, I feel like the NFC West isn't like the best or like, you know, the, the most grueling division when it comes to divisional matchups. But I think in general, uh, you know, as, as the general concept teams playing divisional opponents in the first round of the playoffs it's great. Um, I, you know, I think that team, like, again, it it probably doesn't really matter much to the team itself just because yeah, you're, you're playing during the regular season when you play your divisional opponents. Yeah. You're playing for a spot, you know, you're, you want to beat them more than any other team because they're in your division and you're, you're playing against them more than anybody else for a spot in the playoffs. But at this point, like you're already in the playoffs, it doesn't really matter. Um, but at the same time, I think, I think it it is going to bring some of that, you know, go bigger, go home energy. And it's going to be, you know, just two opponents um, fight until the death in, in, in these divisional games. And there was one other thing. Uh, yeah. So, and Oh yeah. The, the chance for three teams, I'm, I'm going to keep this brief, but the uh, an in, increased chance for three teams um, from the same division, making the playoffs. That's really interesting because I don't like, I honestly, before this year, I, I promise you, I did not know that three teams from the same division could make it to the playoffs. I thought it was literally a maximum of two because like, you know, like we've kind of alluded to in the past, there's been only six teams from each conference in the playoffs. And usually it's just two. Um, it's two second place teams from different divisions. But this year we see um, in, the, in, in the NFC West, there's the Cardinals, the 49ers and the Rams on the playoffs. So that takes up half of the N- or almost half of the NFC side of the of the playoffs and I think that's really cool too because it's like now we're getting the best teams the teams that actually have like like the 49ers and we'll get to this later 49ers I think have a pretty good chance of making it far in the the playoffs this year and they were the third seed in in the NFC West so that's kind of um, my take on it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I'm probably going to disagree with you more than I'm going to agree. I think that overall it's better to have more teams in the playoffs just because there's more football games to be played, right? And there's more to watch and there's there's more, you know, more variability in the outcomes, um, which again, you know, I'm, I'm always rooting for parity. I'm rooting for the underdog here. I just think that it, it almost becomes overkill at a certain point, right? Like we 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 see these teams play each other so much during the regular season that it's like, why does there need to be a play? It's, you know, it's like, it basically just, it defeats the purpose of playing the regular season games to begin with, right? It's like you play the games against your division because those are the teams in your division and, and that's just always how it's going to be, right? But then it's like, so, so the Bills and the Patriots, when they play on Saturday night, like the outcome of that game is who's is going to determine who has the actual chance to win the Super Bowl, right? So, like, that Monday night game, you know, in, in the cold wind in Buffalo when New England, you know, passed it three times and they still won the game, that game's not going to matter. Right. And then it was like two weeks later, you know, when the bills are, are going into into Gillette, into Gillette and it's like, you know, who's who, how, you know, what's going to be the result this time? Will the bills crush the Patriots. Oh my God. You know, it's like now none of that is even going to matter because yeah, they split the, they split the regular season series, but it's like, I just feel like that kind of, I don't know. I just feel like it kind of defeats the purpose of it. Um, and so, right at the end of the day, and I, and I do think that Hayden had a good argument too, of like, you know, we are getting the best teams, but at the same time we're, we're getting we're getting the best teams of including more teams in the playoff to begin with. Right. So it's like, we're, we're getting the best teams. Yes. But we're also getting more teams that otherwise wouldn't have made the playoffs. If we kind of just kept the other, the other um you know, the other, the other format. So I would almost rather have like a, I mean, this is kind of a radical change. I would almost rather have like a consolation bracket almost where it's like all the teams keep playing, but it's like you have one kind of playoff um, bracket, kind of like in, in fantasy football, if you have a consolation bracket in your fantasy football league, where it's like the teams who are the best teams make the playoffs, the playoffs kind of play out. And then you have a consolation bracket where it's like the kind of the worst or t- the worst teams, whatever. Um, I don't know. That's. I think that's actually a really good idea. Now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, that's, that would actually be really cool. Obviously, again, more football across the board is never bad. Um, but yeah, I think that I, personally, I would probably just kind of rather stick with the with the um, with the sixteen format. That way, too, like the the top two seeds can still keep their bye weeks. I think if you're you know if you're the second best team in your conference, you know, out a sixteen teams, like you deserve a break right you deserve a week off uh you know you you work so hard to get to that to the to get to that place um and then you still have incentive to be the one seed and kind of get the playoffs you know, get home games or the playoffs so i don't know i i I get hayden's arguments i think that they're i think that they're sound um just for me personally i think it's just a little bit of overkill i think it defeats the purpose of playing the regular season games when you have so many times that these teams are playing they know each other so well you know it's like i think it just creates more randomness and more variability in the sense that like you know we're, we're just seeing the same teams play over and over again we're not getting a lot of like random matchups like i think like a perfect one for me is the Bengals and the raiders this this week right it's the first game on 4 30 on sunday or saturday afternoon it's like those two teams like you would never think that they would just be mashed up in a playoff game but they are right so i don't know i think that's the cool part about it um but but obviously right if i had to choose between 12 teams and 14 teams and, and, and an entire extra two games yes i will definitely take that so um so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my take on disagree a little bit, but at the end of the day, more football is better for me too.
0: Yeah. I, I see where you're, where you're coming from too. That was, I was kind of thinking about that too. When I, when I kind of came up with this topic, I was, I was thinking I was, cause I actually, I wrote it down and I was like, wait, this topic, it it's kind of like, it's really subjective. It, it, it doesn't really have a right answer. Um, It's, you know, I guess just more opinion-based like Matt has said, but when I was writing it, I actually like deleted it. And I was like, wait, yeah, I shouldn't even really be like this This topic doesn't really make much sense in terms of what we're trying to accomplish on this podcast. But then again, but then I, I didn't delete it obviously. And I was kind of just like, well, wait, it's, you know, I don't know it to talk about this kind of stuff. And like Matt said with the, you know, teams playing too many times and we're tired of seeing the same teams play the same teams. It's like, yes, but at the same time, would you rather see the same teams play and have a really good game or would you rather have like, you know, the cheat? Well, I, I guess you can't really use that because of seating Um, or, you know, would you rather have like the Bengals blow out the Raiders just because the Raiders are seemed so beat up from the season? I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, But I, I, like what I'm trying to say is I'm I'd rather see divisional teams um like, again in the playoffs and have a good game rather than, a, you know, a 31 to, can blow out by two random teams that we've never seen play each other ever. Um, so yeah, that, that's just that's just my take on it. But uh, moving on to college football here, that was all for NFL. So moving on to college football. So our first and only topic. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. Um, our, our our only top, topic here is really just to review the national championship that we saw last night um, and kind of you know go over our predictions. And how they fared, if there were any that kind of stood out, uh, I'll, I'll let Matt take it here because um, he, he did get Georgia right. So I'll, I'll let him go first.
1: Yeah. um, I I could kind of see this coming. it was a great game. I mean, let's just, let's just kind of get that out of the way. Obviously it was, it was so close. It was down to the wire. It was nine to six at halftime, um, you know, and we're thinking, you know, this is just going to be a a crazy game of no scoring. And then it really popped off in the second half and, you know, it was, it was touchdowns and it was field goals and it was, you know, two point conversion missed two point conversion. So a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of energy, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things going on. So uh, it was, it was a super entertaining game. and, And I think that it really was, you know, down to the wire um who was going to kind of come away with this i think that i mean I, you know i hate to get on here and be like i was right but i think that's kind of like the thing is like th- the reasons that i stated as to why georgia would win were mainly twofold right well threefold A, you know, like we've been talking about, it's hard to beat a team twice. And that's just kind of how it happens. You just, you have so much that goes into one game. If you lose that game or if you win that game, it doesn't matter because like the other team sees exactly what you're doing. They're going to pick up on it and they're going to, you know, they're going to kind of do whatever they want, uh, you know, after that second was the, uh, you know, was the fact that real, well. Let me do, let me, second was the injuries and and we even saw, you know, obviously, you know, Alabama's best receiver go down during the game. They didn't even start the game with their best receiver and John Mechie, uh, Jameis Williams. We actually just got the ASPN notifications. He tore his ACL, which is, which is terrible for him. And, you know, he was projected to go like sixth in the draft. And now it's like, you know, another one of those instances where it's like, how are you going to opt out of a national championship because you have to win the national championship. But at the same time, this could have just cost him tons of tens of millions of dollars. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens with that, but it's like, they had, right. They didn't have their top two receivers. They didn't, I think one of their offensive linemen starting offensive lineman didn't play. And then their best cornerback, Josh Job was replaced by this other guy who I don't even know his name, but he was number six and he was getting cooked on the outside. He had a couple pass interference penalties and then he gave up that huge touchdown, like the four or 60 yard touchdown, whatever it was, um, that kind of blew the doors open when when Georgia actually started to feel like, you know, it felt like they were actually going to start winning the game here. Um, And so those I think, you know, those pieces, like if you really point to it, like the cornerback gave up big plays you know, Alabama's offense, Bryce Young couldn't find his receivers because he didn't have his receivers. Um, I think that that just all kind of came together. And so I think injuries were a huge part of it because Georgia didn't really have any injuries that they were facing. Right. And then the third thing, which I don't know how much like, Cause we're, and we're never going to be able to know, but I think it really, really did play a big part in this, was the fact that in the SEC championship, when these teams first played, Georgia could afford to lose the game because they knew they were going to be in the, in, the, uh, in the college football playoff anyway. They knew they were going to get to the national championship, and they were like, all right, let's just throw at Alabama what we've thrown at everybody else and, and see how we fare, right? If we beat them, then we clearly know that we're the best team in the country and we're going to easily win this championship. They didn't do that right they threw everything they or no they threw what they had thrown at other teams at alabama and bryson picked them up picked them apart you know alabama won by 17 points but the way that georgia played defense the things they were throwing at them the stunts on the defensive line the blitzes from the linebackers the coverage in the backfield in the defensive backfield like all of that was so much different than what they had thrown at alabama in the sec championship game and so i really do think that that played a huge part in it is like if you know you're going to make it to the college world playoff anyway why would you throw everything? you have at Alabama risk losing and then have to play them again when they've already beat you when you're throwing everything you have at them um I think that's all of those combined to to equal a Georgia win and that's really you know the the points that I gave on Saturday when we did this podcast the reason that I picked Georgia to win and I do think that they're the biggest reasons why Georgia was able to win um so so yeah so so that's kind of my my takes on it um, and, and obviously it was a great game. And then two, like, you know, just in terms of just being happy to have someone else other than Alabama win a championship, obviously Alabama's going to keep getting to championships. And so, you know, it's almost like a slave, the giant thing every single year at this point, but I I'm really happy for Georgia. They were finally able to do it. Kirby smart finally got this team, you know, to where they were supposed to be. And, and obviously sets and Bennett is, is the most unlikely hero, right? I mean, this kid's a walk-on, he went to Juco, he beat out essentially, you know, beat out two five-star recruits um, to lead this team. And, and, and he. He performed when it mattered. And that's exactly what we saw. Right. So, um, you know, nobody, nobody believed in him. Nobody thought that he could do it. And, and here he is, um, you know, leading Georgia to the national championship. Um, and, and so, and so we which I think they rightly deserved. They were the number one team all year. They were the best defense and probably, you know, maybe even the history of college football. And, and, and that's what they did. They got it done and when it mattered and it, you know, it looked a little sideways for a second there, but, um, so, yeah, so definitely glad that they won. I will just mention one other point here. I predicted the final score to be 24-21 Georgia. And, and if they hadn't gotten that pick six at the end, it would have been 23-18 to 18 Georgia. So I was like very close if they hadn't gotten that pick six at the end there, um, even with my final score prediction. So feeling pretty good about that. Um, but yeah, I'd like to hear what Hayden thinks and his takes on the game and, and, and what he thought about it.
0: Yes, very good job, Matthew Vozar for yeah, making I'm that. I'm great.
1: Yep, that's it. Yep, I'm awesome. I know, Hayden. Thanks.
0: Yeah, hey, I'm. I'm a little bit surprised that Matt's not bragging more about about his pick. I probably would be honestly just to compete with him. But uh, yeah, I, it, it at the end of the day, it really came down to what Georgia's done all season, and that's play incredible defense. We've all season we had never seen, and even in the SEC championship game, like Matt said, we. Even in that game against the same defense that they played, well, the same defense in terms of personnel, I guess, um, that they played in the national championship, we had never seen Bryce Young flustered or confused, or we like we had I'd never seen him show any kind of negative emotion. I'd never seen him show any emotion other than his little grin that he does whenever, like during or right before like f- third and ten plays. It's kind of weird. I, he he did that earlier in the season where like. He, it was like a th- I think it was it was in the Auburn game when they were on their game winning drive and it was like a third and ten and he smiles before the play. I'm like, dude, how are you? Like, what are you happy? What are you possibly happy about right now? You could lose the Iron Bowl and like basically, you know, miss the college football playoff. Like, what in the world? But um, yeah, I, I had never seen him show emotion up until this game. He there was one. It was after the two point conversion that they missed. Um, It was. I forget what the score was, but there was a two-point conversion that, that Alabama missed, and he threw it um, – he he got pressured from the right side and he, like, overthrew his receiver in the end zone. And he came off to the sideline, he ripped his helmet off, and he screamed a bad word. Um, and, yeah, it was like, wow, this guy, he can actually get mad. What in the world? So that I think that kind of really just sums up the whole game is Georgia was able to get to Bryce Young. They were able to get in his head even, um, arguably, with – the, the emotion that he showed and so yeah it, w- it was just a great game played by georgia i'm not even really going to go over any of my takes because i think a lot of what i said was um wrong <laughs> so like i think that uh stetson bennett really did prove me wrong and i'm dude again i don't not i don't dislike stetson bennett i really just didn't think that he was that he's good in these type of really big games but he showed us that that he is again first half i was still kind of telling myself okay Ben, Stetson Bennett just can't really get it done. The Georgia defense was playing really, really well. Um, they, they held Alabama to three field goals in a row, but then they could only score two field goals themselves in the first half. So, yeah, the first half and like half of the third quarter, I just – I was sitting there kind of just ripping my eyes out. Um, but then it got it got really good towards the end, which was, which was cool. Also, probably the coolest thing that happened all game was that final pick six that Georgia had where uh there's there's a picture of Kirby Smart and it's it's at like the peak of his jump and he's literally probably like higher than the guy who picked it off um in the air and so it was yeah that that was really cool to see and then he was also telling the guy to 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 like sit down he was running down the field with the guy who picked it off and he was trying to tell him to sit it down it's like dude no you're not like what are you trying to do and so yeah eventually he just gave it up and um that was that was cool to see too I, like i i after the pick, I was like, "Okay, yeah, he's probably just going to sit it down," like Kirby Smart is saying. But then he ended up returning it for a touchdown, and yeah, that was just really cool to see. So yeah. that wraps up why, the. Why wouldn't you do that when you're, you know, about to win a championship? You got to seal the game. You're going to run for
1: a pick six. I'm sure everyone listening to this would do that in a heartbeat. So, oh yeah, yeah good, good for them. Good for yeah.
0: It. run up the stats. So, uh, moving on to this fun segment. We've got our NFL playoff bracket. Like I said at the beginning, both Matt and I have completed our whole NFL playoff brackets. We've got the seating and everything done. Um, That was kind of weird. Why did I just say that? But (laughs) yeah, so instead of going, and Matt suggested this to me, which I think is a good idea, instead of going alternate picks, because it'll get confused, because I'm sure we have different picks, at least somewhere in here. And so instead of, alternating each game um that would just make it super confusing if we if we did that because we would probably have like different seeds different places because as you know it's not like a traditional bracket it's where the one seed plays the 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 lowest seed in the second round and so if for example matt picks the steelers the titans will be playing the steelers in the second round and not the um not the chiefs if the chiefs win so yeah, that's that. Um so I guess yeah, I'll, I'll let if Matt wants wants to go first here I'll let him go first. Uh, oh, should we do Okay, just to kind of just so it's not really um really redundant and not like the same person talking for a really long time. Do you think we should do AFC like you do AFC then I do AFC and then you do NFC yeah, I do NFC. Let's do that. I, yeah, and then we'll have the Super Bowl and then we just tell our Super Bowl winners.
1: Cool. All right. Okay. So I'm going to go first. Um, I, I didn't have anything to write this down. So I wrote down on a birthday card that my girlfriend gave me.
0: <laughs> it, has, it has a pony on the front. I'm, yeah, I'm looking so at it right now.
1: That's what I'm doing right now. But you know what? That doesn't matter because the picks have been fire. I know what I'm talking about. And we're going to get these dubs. All right. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, first two games from or you know, two games this weekend are going to be the um, the Bengals and the Raiders. And then the well, actually, there's three games. Hold on. I don't know what I'm talking about. So Bengals Raiders. I think the Bengals are going in that game. I just think the, the Raiders shouldn't even be in the playoffs. The, you know, they've, they've lucked their way in there, you know going through all of that emotion to even get here and then they have to go to Cincinnati. Don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think the bills are going to beat the Patriots. It's going to be cold. It might be windy. There's a chance of snow. I like the Patriots chances when there's a, when there's bad weather, obviously we saw that happen in Buffalo. Um, but, but I just think that Mac Jones just isn't experienced enough to know what it's like to win in the playoffs. Josh Allen, got there with the bills. You know, they got to the championship last year. I think the bills are just going to do it. Um, and then the chiefs are going to crush the Steelers I, I, foreshadowing for my betting lock of the week. Um, not, not full It's a little, it's a little spicy. So we're going to get there, but uh, yeah, I mean, the chiefs are just going to absolutely dismantle the Steelers. Same way, right? Steelers are kind of just, they kind of just look their way in. They shouldn't even be in. Uh, the only reason they are is because the Jags beat the Colts. Um, so, so that's, that's what I got there. So now I have the Titans against the Bengals um, in the, in the divisional round and this is where my upset is going to be. I like the Bengals to beat the Titans. I've been saying it all year. I don't think the Titans are a good team. Like, I don't know. I just think that like all the offensive stats point differential, their defensive DVOA, all these numbers are just telling us that like somehow they were able to win these games. They also play in the AFC South, which like if you have two games against the Jags and you have two games against uh, the Texans, and you also have two games against the Colts who clearly are like a train wreck and, and, Carson Wentz can't do anything, then they, that's six games on your schedule, right? Now. That's pretty easy wins. They only won 12 games. So half of their games, you know, one were divisional opponents who were really easy teams. I just don't think that they have what it takes to make a run in the playoffs. They did a couple of years ago, they got to the AFC championship and lost to the Patriots. So, or, or no, they beat the Patriots and got to the AFC championship, lost to the chiefs. But I don't know. I just think that, you know, if, if Derek Henry comes back and he's legit, I think that's the only reason they, the only chance they have, but it's like, if you're talking about getting into a shootout with the Bengals, give me the Bengals, give me Joe Burrow and Jamar chase and that, and that crazy offense. Um, And it's going to be in Tennessee, but it's like, you know, the weather's going to be okay there. It's not going to be, I don't think, home field is a super great advantage uh, for the Titans uh, there too. So I have the Bengals beating the Titans to go to the AFC championship. Bills chiefs, again, a rematch from earlier this year, the bills crushed the chiefs in arrowhead. What is the old age old saying? It's hard to beat a team twice, especially when you're at home, both of those times, I think the chiefs are going to get it done. They turn on at the end of the regular season. They, you know, they, they know what they are. They've been in the super bowl the last two years. They have experience doing this. They beat the bills in the AFC championship very handily last year. I think they're going to do it in the divisional round this game. I had the Chiefs going to the AFC championship and then they're going to be playing the Bengals and the Chiefs are going to be at home because of the higher seed. And I again, give me Patrick Mahomes at home in the AFC championship all day long. I had the Chiefs winning the AFC and going to the Super Bowl.
0: All righty. So we've actually got the same exact. I'm, I'm not going to drag this on this first round on because we got the same exact first round here in the AFC. I've got the Bengals, Bills and Chiefs as well. It's kind of boring because there's no upsets there in terms of seeding. It's just two, three, four, but um, that's like, that's who's going to win. I'm going against my, my, my pats here because again, like it's the Patriots. Yes. The, the Patriots in the playoffs, it's iconic, but it's not Tom Brady. It's Mac Jones. Like Matt said, I don't think he's going to be, be able to get it done. Um, He just doesn't have enough experience. This will definitely give him the experience. So maybe if they make it in, in future years and they don't get an opponent like the bills in Buffalo, that maybe, you know, that'll, They'll luck out there in future years, but uh, yeah, just this year I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. And Bengals again, yeah, same same sort of the Raiders. The Raiders shouldn't really shouldn't really be in the playoffs, in my opinion. They just they just snuck in, and it's one of those things where you're coming off a really emotional win, um, and that's never really good. So second round here again, same as Matt, we've got the Titans Bengals. This game I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Titans. I, I I was thinking about going Bengals like Matt did but I went Titans just because it, they're going to have home field advantage. I know that it's probably honestly like the team that it doesn't matter, like the lead that, that home field advantage matters matters the least for in this whole conference is probably the Titans. If you look at everybody there, it's like Titans you're playing in Tennessee, you know, no cold weather, no, like really no real advantage, really. Um, so, you know, no bills, mafia, like that's a huge advantage that the bills have. So, yeah. The, but I still think the Titans are going to be able to, to get it done. I think Derrick Henry is going to like if Derrick Henry comes back um, and they, they're they already their whole team is rested for a week extra. There's no way they give this team up to the to the Bengals. Um, you know, Bengals do scare me a little bit because they have so much firepower on that offense, like Matt said, but I think the Titans are going to be able to get it, to get it done uh bills chiefs i'm gonna go with the bills and this was another one where i was like dang it dude this is a really tough one and like matt said the bills did go to arrowhead and beat the chiefs this uh you know just in the regular season and i think they're gonna be able to do it again i know uh, that's everybody says you can't it's hard to beat a team twice but it's like dude at this point that argument i don't i don't really think is is that valid um, with all, this, all the crazy stuff that we've seen, both in NFL and college football this year. So that's why I'm going with the Bills. In the AFC Championship, obviously, now I have the Titans and the Bills. This is where I think the Titans fall. I'm going to go with the Bills as the AFC Champion. Um, AFC, uh, Bills got to the AFC Championship. It was last year, right? Yeah. Or Yeah. Bills got to the AFC Championship last year. They lost, obviously. And I think they're going to want redemption this year. Josh Allen's got plenty of experience by this point. So I think they're going to be able to pull it out against the Titans.
1: Yeah. I think if I was to redo this or or pick different teams to kind of win these games, I think I would probably go the exact same way. Bills over Titans in the AFC Championship. Um, and that would be super cool for the Bills to be in the Super Bowl. I just think that they've been through so much and you know, and kind of building their team up now and, and with with this, you know, with having a solid team there too. And the other thing that we had to kind of consider, I guess for a Super Bowl pick, but that's kind of gonna be, I mean, we'll have a ton of time to talk about that, is it's in LA. Um, which is indoors. And, and again, we know we talk about, it. it's like the passing game for the bills. Um, and we might even do a topic on this itself. Cause I think it's a really interesting topic is like the weather in the fall, which is like during the regular season of football is, is so much different than playoff weather. And if you're in Buffalo, like, and their offense is completely centered around Josh Allen passing all the time. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's an advantage. I don't know if it's a disadvantage. We can talk about that um, kind of as we go forward here too. So uh, my NFC playoff bracket is as follows. Obviously Packers are getting the buy shout out. Um, Cowboys 49ers. I have the 49ers beating the Cowboys. It's a three, six upset. I just don't have faith in the Cowboys. Like they've looked good in the games where they've played terrible teams. Like, like the Washington football team. They put up 50 on Sunday night, uh, you know, like a couple weeks ago. I think three weeks ago. Um, last last weekend on, on Saturday night, they put up 50 against the Eagles. But it's like the Eagles weren't playing in their starters. I don't know. I just don't have faith in the Cowboys' offense, I think just something is off there. Um, and, and when you start getting this – again, the 49ers are just uh, – they're very hard to predict, but if they start getting rolling with that offense and the, and the run game and Debo Samuels, just like, hey, so I can play literally every position on the football field. Um, it, it's its a, its unstoppable. I think Greg Kittle, too, um, or George Kittle. But I think it's, it's very – I think it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to stop. And I don't think the Cowboys are going to get enough stops. Um, and I don't think they're going to really be able to produce on offense. So I have the 49ers upset in the Cowboys in the first round there on Sunday. Um, and then the two other games, I had the Bucks beating the Eagles. I think probably everyone does. I think it's going to be a little bit of a close game. The spread is like eight and a half, nine points. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think the Bucks are going to win by like more than 10. Um, but I do think that the Bucks are going to pull that out, especially at home. Um, you know, g- give me Tom Brady against, you know, against a, a second year quarterback in, in Jalen Hurts. So, uh, and then the Rams and Cardinals. I think this is going to be a good game to watch. I don't know, man. And, and I talked about this too. Like, I just, I don't like the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals and the Titans are very similar teams to me. Like they started well, they look good. Everybody wants, you know, all the, all their fans and, you know, the team themselves wants everybody to give them respect, but it's like, until you can actually prove me wrong and win in the playoffs, I don't, I, I that's not going to work for me. I, so I have the Rams beating the, beating the Cardinals there. Um, again i think it'll be a close game but i just and and i don't think the rams are a very good team really at all um especially just because of how crazy matt stafford has been i think their defense is solid but the run game hasn't been going and you know if cooper cup goes down or something like they're the pass game is gone too so um so i do think the rams are going to win that though uh packers 49ers obviously if you know if we're talking lambo we're, we're 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 taking the packers obviously they lost in the NFC Championship in Lambeau two years ago to the 49ers, but this year, you know, the Packers are going to get it done. Bucks and Rams, like I said, I don't even really like the Rams that much. I just think that the Cardinals are even more fraudulent than the Rams. So I had the Bucks winning and I have a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game and... I don't know, dude. I, I like, I want to pick the Packers, but I feel like every time I have faith in them, they just let me down in the NFC championship because it's happened the last two years. They got in the one seed coming out of the regular season, playoffs go through Lambeau, they get to the NFC championship and they just choke. So I don't know. I picked the Packers to win just because I think the Bucks are just not as good as they were last year. There's injuries they're still dealing with on the receiver end. I don't think their defense is as I mean, the run game is still – the run defense is still good, but I don't think the secondary – they start, they have injuries in secondary too. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Um, and, and there were a bunch of things last year where, like, Aaron Jones fumbled on their own 10-yard line and basically gave the, four, the Bucks a free touchdown. So I think all of that stuff is going to regress. I think the Packers are going to win the game and go to the Super Bowl and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, and that sets up for a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl for me.
0: All Moving on to my, my uh, NFC bracket here. I'm not going to tell you whether or not it looks similar to Matt's because I feel like that kind of defeated the purpose of me explaining last time for AFC. So, yeah, Packers have the one seed. Awesome. Cardinals Rams. um, They are the four and five seed. This is this is definitely the most even game in the first in the in the uh, first round of the NFC playoffs. And I'm at the same headspace as Matt. I, I do believe while I do believe in the Titans, um, I don't believe in the Cardinals. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rams here. I do think that the Ram the Rams defense is just really, really good. Um they're it's better than the Cardinals defense as much as people would probably like to argue with me on that. Yeah, they have a better defense, and the Cardinals, um, I, I'm not even really sure if they have. I don't, I don't even think that Kyler Murray has any playoff experience. Maybe he does, but if it, if he does, it's only like one game. Um, and so, yeah, they're, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. So Rams moving on and then the three and six Cowboys and 49ers. <laughs> I picked the 49ers as well. I, I was, I was seeing and this is the biggest upset of both of our brackets. Um, but I was, I was kind of, Like when I was picking my games here, I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, Matt is definitely like, and we're definitely on the same wavelength when it comes to the Cowboys. So he's probably going to pick the 49ers too. And so he ended up doing that. And so that kind of made me smile. Uh, Yeah. I think the 49ers, like Matt said, if they get that offense going, dude, you, you're not going to be able to stop it everybody's saying, oh, Micah Parsons is going to lock down Debo Samuel. It's like, no, dude, you don't put a linebacker on, like, I don't know. I was watching, like, NFL Live, and some dude was saying, like, I, th- I think he was a Cowboys fan, and so he was trying to say how Micah Parsons is going to, like, lock down Debo Samuel all game. And it's like, first of all, that's a linebacker on one of the fastest players in the NFL. Even As good as Micah Parsons has been all season and as good as he is, you're not, you're not going to man him up all game and expect him to, like, just stop him somehow. That's ridiculous. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going 49ers Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think people forget that Jimmy Garoppolo literally made it to the Super bowl. So like, that's that Um, (laughs) everybody says that he's such a a mid QB, which he kind of is, but then again, playoffs are are, are about experience most of the time. And so if he's been to the Super Bowl, then why can't he do it again? Uh, Yeah. So I've got, I've got 49ers in that game. And then obviously bucks, Eagles, I'm taking the bucks as well. It's kind of self-explanatory um, Eagles. It's, it's going to be kind of a sad way to go out, but uh, since they had such a good, such a good team and they may have Matt, like Matt said, in his um, coach of the year discussion, they, he probably won't be the coach of the year, but he's in the, in the discussion. So it's kind of cool that they made it to the playoffs, but they're going to get kicked out in the first round. So moving on to these uh, I guess yeah, quarterfinals here, we've got Packers 49ers again, you're you're not going to go to Lambeau and win expect to win at least um you know 49ers did it like Matt said uh, a couple years ago but it i don't think it's going to happen again Rams bucks i've got the bucks as well in that game like Matt said Rams um they're just you know they they could be really good they're they're kind of like the Cowboys where they have so much talent they just can't they just look kind of weird sometimes like it, it's Matthew Stafford comes to play some days and come, doesn't come to play other days. So it's just kind of dependent on what he does. But I think the Bucs are going to uh, are going to sneak by there. The Bucs, yeah, they have injury problems. Chris Godwin's really the only per- guy that's going to be out um, by the time it comes to that game. I know Leonard, Leonard Fournette is um, being activated, I think, this week. And so is like Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. Both of those guys should be back um, by that second round game. And so the Bucs, I think, are going to roll there. And then Packers Bucks in the NFC Championship. This I think this one is more of a no brainer than most people think it is. I'm going to go with Packers. Um, again, the only thing that's kind of making me hesitant here is is the fact that they always lose in the NFC Championship, and it was the you know it may be a repeat of what happened last year, but I think finally the like after all that Aaron Rodgers has been through in Green Bay, you really think that he wouldn't come out. And at least get to the Super Bowl with this team, dude. It, I don't know. It's it just seems to this this season. It just seems like if they don't do anything this season, it's it's almost like it decreases Aaron Rodgers. Um, it, it I don't know. It, it lowers Aaron Rodgers in like every discussion of you know the best quarterbacks in history. And so I think Aaron Rodgers are really going to come out here and and try to prove prove everybody wrong. So that being said, I've got. The Packers in the Super Bowl from the NFC side. Um, Matt, go ahead and repeat your your Super Bowl teams and give your Super Bowl champion.
1: So I have the Packers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, um, dude. I have no idea. I, I I've always been. I'm not a super die. I am a lifelong Packers fan, but I'm not a super diehard fan. And so I'm like, yes, I would prefer for the Packers to win, but I'm like also realistic in the teams that I choose to win. Like if I have a chance to just like nail this playoff bracket, exactly how it happens. Like that's what I'm going to do. Um, and so, you know, I want to give you guys a content, my honest opinion because that's what we're doing here. So I really do think the chiefs would beat the Packers in the super bowl. Like again, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Packers fans you will ever see, um, But I just think that – I don't know. I think that as much of the Packers' defense has improved – I don't think they're ready to stop Patrick Mahomes. Um, the only thing I have to point to is the fact that they played earlier in the regular season, which is weird. You know, kind of, you kind of end up with these like later on playoff matchups that already happened during the regular season. And that was the game that Aaron Rodgers was out with COVID um, and, and in the Packers the, or the chiefs won 13 to seven, I think. So when Patrick Mahomes played that game, everybody and all the starters for the chiefs play that game, but that was kind of in the middle of the chiefs, like the defense was weird and the offense wasn't clicking, but like now they're just on a, absolute tear, and i think that it's going to continue throughout the playoffs i think when you get in la it's a dome you know out there in february and they're just going to light up the field um maybe i'm doing a little reverse jinx action trying to root for the i'm going to say the chiefs wins that i don't jinx the packers and maybe the packers will win i don't know i just i just think that in a, in a complete like one-on-one matchup obviously it's it's so hard to tell both these teams are so similar in the sense that they run their offense and defense and everything um I just think, you know, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, either quarterback is better. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes is better than, than Aaron Rodgers. I think that I just think the Chiefs have more weapons on offense, receivers and and play calling and everything. Um, and, and then I think they can I just think they can lock up a little bit more on defense I against a really high scoring game if it happens. But, yeah, so I'm I'm in, in, a, in a crazy change of events. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. To win the Super Bowl over the Packers this year, um, I, again I've kind of went over it. I don't really know why. I'm just I just think that this is what it is. Maybe I'm doing the verse jinx. Maybe I really do think the Chiefs are going to win. I have no idea, but that's my pick. So I'm I'm sticking with it.
0: Yeah, this is kind of the same situation for me with the Super Bowl that Matt had with the AFC and with the Titans and the Bills making it to the AFC Championship. That he went over where like if if I did have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with. The Packers, then I probably would go Chiefs, um, if if that was the matchup. But my matchup, as you guys know, are is the Bills and the Packers. So I think again the Packers are going to be home in this matchup, and so or sorry, not sorry. I'm wow. It's gonna be it's gonna be played in Los Angeles, dude. I literally today like. I probably couldn't tell you one point that I've made this whole podcast. My brain is so foggy. Um, so yeah, sorry. The, the it's, it's going to be on a neutral field, but we all know that the Packers I think they're going to be the Packers. Like I've said, um, they, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, it's their year this year. AJ Dillon is a great backup to Aaron Jones or not even really backup at this point. It's kind of a one, a one B type of situation. Uh and yeah, he's just been on fire recently. And so like, even if, even if they have injury, like the, the Packers are, are one of those teams where I'm not worried about them. If they, if somebody gets injured, unless it's Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, like anybody else on that team, if they get injured, it's, it's kind of whatever. Um, on the other hand, the chiefs, like they have a lot of guys to worry about. They, first of all, don't have the best running game. Packers definitely haven't beat there. um, also, like if basically any of their receivers get hurt, uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, even a guy like McCall Hardman or um, Demarcus Robinson, like those guys really come up big on on plays where Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey are doubled or covered or whatever, which is most of the time now that teams are keying in on those guys. Um, on the other, like you could you could say the same thing about the Packers. Oh, everybody's going to double Devontae Adams. But it's like we've seen teams try to double Devontae Adams in the past, and nobody can. So uh, he's just that dominant. So, yeah, I've got the Packers here. I think every sign is pointing to them. Um, And I talked about the Chiefs there, even though I have the Bills in the Super Bowl. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, like the Bills, they're one of those teams where they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. But I think everybody is going to be doubting them if they do play the Packers. Um, And I don't think that's going to really work well there for uh, Josh Allen and, and, and the, and the bills maybe sometime in the future, like once some of these big, uh, super teams kind of like regress or digress, then maybe the bills will have a chance. But, um, I think, yeah, I think their running game is kind of just a little bit too slow and the Packers are going to bring it in the super bowl. So that's, that's my, it's my take there. Um, again, i I've rambled on there for a lot more than I should have, but yeah. Packers are Super Bowl champions. I think they finally get it done this year. And I'm, I'm actually excited to see that because it's I don't know. It's it's comforting because, yeah, even though I'm not a Packers fan, it just sucks seeing them get like their hopes crushed every single year. Um, it also sucks seeing Matt cry in a corner every time that happens every year, because that's what happens. So that that's also that uh, up, up there. But uh, yeah, so that ends off our our main content for the week, Matt hinted towards his, his betting lock. So I'm going to hand it over to him here to, to take it away with that.
1: That's right. Did a little foreshadowing with the chiefs and Steelers game. I said, I would go, well, I, I said the chiefs are going to win. Um, I definitely think they're going to win. The spread for the game is 12, 12 and a half, maybe even 13, depending on where we're looking at. And then also probably once we kind of get to game time again, it's still, it's Tuesday night. So it's early in the week. Um, Just to preface though, all right, boys, we started one and four on a betting loss. Not a good start at all. Okay. But then we won four in a row. All right. We got back in the winner's column We're five and four on a year. If you would have put a hundred bucks on every single bet that I told you to make, you'd be up $60 right now, which is not a lot, but Hey, it's more than losing money. All right. So here we go. We're doing a little special because it's tough, right? Now we're in the playoffs. We don't got, you know, we don't, we don't got all 32 teams playing every week here again. So in the playoffs now, I think the lines are tighter so what we're going to do, we're going to do it. We're going to, we're, we're going to do a little special here. We're going to go first half chiefs minus seven in the first half against the Steelers. Again, a little bit of a lot, you know, it, it's a little bit, it's like, it's kind of a lot, but at the same time, you think about it, dude, these teams played like three weeks ago in the regular season and the chiefs were beating the Steelers by like 30 at halftime. Um, and I think this game will be no different. Again, I've already told you, like the, the Steelers don't deserve to be here. Um, the Chiefs do. They they have they're at home. They have such a better team. Uh, again, nothing against Big Ben. I think he's you know it's great that they got here. I'm glad that they are here. It's good again. It's going to be good to see them again. But I just think I think the Chiefs are gonna are they going to roll over them? And I'm taking the first half because I just think that you know at the end of the game, if the Chiefs are up by 21 points, uh, you know or 20 points or whatever, and then the you know, Steelers get a, a, a backdoor or garbage time touchdown, they go for two or whatever, and the game ends at, like, you know, the, the Chiefs win by, like, 11, and they don't cover the spread for the game. That's why I'm taking the first half. I think they're going to come out with everything they have and then maybe even get to rest the starters later in the game uh, because they know they'll win. So that's the bet. That's the lock of the week. This 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 week we're taking the Chiefs minus seven in the first half. lit of points.
0: righty, there you go. I, on the other hand, am not – well, since fantasy is totally over by now – I don't really have any kind of thing for this segment. Still, I'll probably come up with something. Um, I was trying to <laughs> I was actually trying to come up with something like on the spot as Matt was giving his, his lock of the week there. But I couldn't because I'm really tired. So, yeah, I'm going to finish right after we finish up here. I'm going to edit this post it and maybe go to sleep. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be that. And hope you guys enjoyed today's episode again, sorry for being a little bit out of it. Um, I, you know, I was probably talking a little bit slower today than usual. I caught myself saying like absolute nonsense sometimes, um, but kind of didn't, (laughs) I didn't point it out because I I didn't want to be, you know, that weird, but uh, yeah. So we will see you guys on Saturday. I don't really know exactly what we have planned for that episode, but it'll just be a surprise then for you guys. So yay for you uh, yeah we will we will be back on saturday i think we're going to be in person for that episode um i'm planning to not go back to college just yet so yeah that's going to be cool we'll be in person for that and it'll be a cool episode um so we'll see you guys next time on saturday